0: Okay. Oh, before we uh, actually start start doing the show, uh, yeah. I what we could do is uh, after each show, we'll stop the recording and you just go ahead and send it to me. Export okay. it and send it to me, and then when it sends, we'll just make a whole another one for each individual show. Yeah, sure. That way it'd be easier for me when I edit. Not a problem. Plus, yeah, and plus we get a little bit of a break. Whoa, wait, wait for that. Okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna start the countdown now. In. in five,
1: four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Boom so episode we got. I should probably figure that out.
0: 307. Got it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 307 of the drunk testers Podcast. I'm your host as always. I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, Tyler. I'm doing okay. Got past the Christmas stuff. Nothing really too eventful from there. Oh. But other than that, though, it's like uh, I've been doing all right. You know, just finally got past work and stuff. But I'm more excited about recording this podcast tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, as am I. Um, I too made it to the Christmas stuff. Nothing too uneventful other uh, than I, I, I asked for Amazon gift cards to buy a very expensive microphone, uh, which mm-hmm. I bought and I can't use yet because I, I had to order some other stuff I didn't realize. So, <laughs> um, woohoo. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So, for people that maybe didn't know or forgot from last week, we, we talked about it. Tonight is the night that we are going to record our marathon episodes of, um, our favorite and least favorite, whatever, all the best and worst of 2018 in video games. Um, is our 2018 video game awards shows. Um, we do this every year. It's, um, really the only time that we actually, like I, I, E3 and this is like the only time we actually get to take like a week off from recording. Um. You know, even though we love doing the show, it's it's nice to have a, have a have a Saturday night off. You know, get, get some. But yeah, it, it's the only time we get we get the time off. And uh, like I said, catch some sleep, play some more games. Uh, it's kind of fun this time of year because you pretty much like uh, I don't know about you, Gables, but uh, I think you do too. We we kind of cram in some stuff in December usually before Normally, we get to yeah. this point, and it's kind of fun like this week and really over the next like month or so it's kind of like now, nah, know like uh, some, you know sometimes you kind of feel like pressure to play some stuff for the show uh even though we love doing this we we, we pay to do it and all that um you know like it's just like ah, now i'm just gonna fucking play some games uh i started you know i started personally started playing some metro 2033 before oh. exodus comes out uh, in february nice. yeah so i played a near automata this time last year um uh, wish i would have played that though early in the year because that's a that would have been high on my top 10 list. Anyway, sorry, guys. Going on a tangent there. Um, that's what I'm good for. Uh, I am wearing, uh, um, like, two pairs of socks right now because I was really <laughs> cold, and now I'm, my feet are sweating. Uh, so, at some point in the show, they're coming off. I'm going to let you guys know right now. <laughs> uh, luckily for you, it is not a video show because my feet are gross, but all feet are gross, really. Feet feet suck. But we'll all both. of a
1: sudden, across the audio, we just hear this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're,
0: just, you're, just gonna, you're gonna hear me th- throw it. And it's gonna like thud it like a like a piece of like thick ham hitting the wall. <laughs> like a, like a, it just splatters and one. your yeah. dog runs for cover. Yeah, you can just hear like it's like a it's like a wet sponge. Like are <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, he just leave the room. He's like, I'm getting out of here. This is gross. <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh Anyways, this is our um you know like I said our video game awards show for 2018. Uh, on our first episode, uh, so this will be the first of at least three episodes, um, we'd like to keep it to three, uh, we've, in years past, we've, get stretched out to more, um, but, uh, Justin was gonna be here, unfortunately he can't, but I do have all of his answers for the topics and his top ten list, I have yet to look at them, um, I told him I wouldn't look at them until we started the show, so, nice. um, as we get to them, I'll, I'll do my best, cause it's hard not to read them, uh, in text message form, uh, but I'll do my best not to read them until we get to the to the answers or to the numbers on our stuff. So, on this show, we're going to go through, uh, we have a, a handful of topics here. We have most disappointing game or worst game, uh, most surprising game, most disappointing uh, gaming moments, best gaming moments, best remake or remaster or straight port. Um, our thoughts on 2018 and gaming our 2018 Pile of Shame, that's games that... We wanted to play in two thousand eighteen, or didn't, uh, and didn't, or we wanted to play more of, and just couldn't. And then, uh, last but not least, we'll end with most anticipated games for two thousand nineteen. Um, but before we get to that, Gabe, you know, um, I, I was telling you before the show, uh, I don't know how you did yours. Um, I kept trying to keep mine to at least three games or uh, three different things for each topic. I didn't really rank them. Um, I could pr- maybe while I'm talking about them, I can think of I'll, I'll probably pick one that's the worst or the best for that category. OK, Um. but, you know, we, we both put a lot of time in putting together our top 10 list and our honorable mentions. So I, I guess my question to you is like kind of what is your process and uh, without spoiling the top 10 list, um, what's your process to it and how do you feel about your list?
1: Let's see. Overall, I feel fairly confident about my list because, for one, even though I didn't play as many games released in 2018 as I would have loved to, at the same point, I feel very confident, very consistently with my list being, like, fine-tuned and just well-rounded, personally. But the process of how this came to this way is, like, I just basically went forward to just something... Did things are incredibly basic. Just checked my uh, back thing for the PSN trophies I had earned through the past year. I went on to this uh, PSN profile site, which checks out trophies and stuff. You type in your, you basically type in your PSN username, and it allows you to either update or actually upload your like uh, your actual data from your PlayStation account. And so by doing that, I was able to come forth and see what games I had played throughout that year. So it was incredibly easy to find the uh, games that I wanted to put upon my top 10. But uh I looked at my Switch, looked at all the other games that I had access to and the process was actually pretty simple. Nothing like really elaborate or very like crazy and stuff. <laughs> no like crazy like vita titles or this or that, yeah. you know, just off the off the cuff. But uh I'm fairly I'm fairly happy with my list right now. Okay.
0: Cool. Um I'm kind of with you. I thought honestly, this year um, was one of the easiest as far as like getting my my initial ten. Um, there is like there is obviously I think the the hardest part for me is like the bottom like three games like ten eight nine ten and then eleven twelve are always the hardest ones because like eleven and twelve are like oh man those games are so good I want to talk about them more but nice just not there and uh, that's always tough but. You know, I've talked about in the past where, and people listen to for us, you know, for a while. I've had years where I've had I made a top twenty list. You know, I just made my honorable mentions, <laughs> and my honorable mentions was twenty through eleven, and I still cut games off. This year, I didn't really have that. I had uh, I made I made my honorable mentions. I made basically made a top fifteen list this year, um, and I really, uh, you know, I, there was a few games I cut off of that list to make it top fifteen, but it wasn't really as. Uh, deep as a year, it has been the past. So it's been one of the easier ones to put together. Um, and I, every year going into it, I always hate my list. Because there's always games that, are like, these games are really good and they deserve to be higher than what they are. Like, right. last year, Breath of the Wild at number six for me killed me. I felt <laughs> terrible about that game being at number six, but that's where it was. But that game was so much better than being number six. I've had, like, Hyper Light Drift uh, the year before that. It was number four on my game of the year list. One of my favorite games of all time. I own four copies of that game, um, oh. and uh, I felt terrible putting it, putting it at number four. You know, every year there's that one. There's at least one game uh, that is ranked lower on my list than I want it to be, but I can't justify it ahead of the other stuff. Um, but it's just it's just it's just hard sometimes to put it there. Um, and you know, there's a couple this year, I think. Uh, but overall, I, I you know, I like I said, I still hate my list, but I, I feel comfortable and I can, I can live with where it is right now. I'm not going to do my thing where there's been a few years where I like middle of the show, I change things around and then I go back and I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have left it as is. I'm not going to play around <laughs> with this year. I got it in place and that's where it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess, you know, we talked enough. Uh, I guess now we can jump into it. Um, Gables, uh, you want me to go and go first in all of these? And we'll just kind of continue that through the rest of the, the shows. Sure. Go right. ahead. Cool. So, uh, our first topic is going to be most disappointing sl- uh, games slash worst games. I don't really have a worst game this year because uh, I played some games that weren't very good, but nothing no, that was like I don't I don't want to put as like awful games or um, so. I, I have a few this year. Um, one is the Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker. Uh, okay, it is a game. Uh, it's it's. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to talk that uh, know about these games, but. Uh, it is from Wales Studio um, Studios. Um, they are. It's a company based out of Wales. It's a. They make live action FMV games. Um, and the last two years, uh, last year they put out the game called Late Shift. And the year before that, put out a game called Bunker. Both of which were my honorable mentions. Really high. Just didn't make the cut for top ten. Liked them a lot. Uh, kind of like a you know choose your own adventure game, but uh, live action. Uh, and I, I really liked them and. I was really excited about this about this one. I'm like, oh, cool, because we usually get one a year from them in the last few years, and this one came out, and it's just it's just like uh, it is like uh, an investigation game. It's just like you are they're playing on a couch, uh, you're on a couch, and you're investigating a murder, and you're like talking mm-hmm. to like he's a psychologist that gets killed, and you're talking to all of his patients trying to figure out which one of them killed him, and it just turns into this like boring. You're just watching you're just like watching people on its couch talk. The acting is not necessarily great. What they never had really been in the past, but. They've been kind of, you know, it's been fine, um, and it's just, it just feels like I don't know if you remember, like you had this in school or not, but there was those weird like, uh, like remember those? I don't know if you ever saw those like this huge like CD looking thing that was like the size of like a pizza, like a large pizza in in, in like middle school or high school, and you watched these like dumb interactive uh, videos on it. It felt like that to me, like these low budget um, games. So. Huh? Uh, they 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 actually released a second game this year, just about a month ago. Maybe it's actually been this month. Uh, that is more of the same, and it has a lot of the same actors from this 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 game as well. Infectious Madness, Doctor De- Dr. Decker, Doctor Decker, sorry. Uh, and I was just like, oh, am like, okay, cool. We got another game. I'll check out the trailer. Watch the trailer. <laughs> Fuck, it's more of the same. It's an investigation <laughs> one. I don't want this. I, you know, like the other ones, like you're moving. around, you, There's like the bunker heads some moving around. You can control the character somewhat. Uh, the late Shift was basically you're watching a movie but making decisions. Um, and this one, you're just sitting on the couch. And it was just a huge bummer because I really like them. Uh, they're not a huge studio, but I, I appreciated what they've done. Uh, next up, Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, this is a game, actually, initially at first, I didn't really, I'm like, I don't have any interest for this. But the more they showed of it at, on directs, so I was like, okay, this looks like it could be a lot of fun. And then when they announced the story mode, I'm like, I am all in on this. Like, okay, cool. Mario Tennis story mode sounds great. Uh, and then when the it came out, story mode was just complete garbage. Um uh, I think it should have been an easy slam dunk. You know, I said, Hey, it's fucking Mario tennis and there's some cool little stuff you're doing, some side stuff maybe are in between here, but for the most part you're playing tennis. And then it came out as you're just playing dumb like mini games that aren't any fun. Uh and when you are playing the regular game, it's, it's like they're like few and far between. Um so like the, the the regular game itself is fun. I had a lot of fun with the online, but uh, right. going into it, really excited about that story mode. That was the thing that sold me on it, uh, that made me want to buy it in the first place. And coming out playing that, I played it for like an hour and a half. That first night, I was so excited to get home and play it. Played it, and that night, I'm just like, oh, fuck this game. It's just, <laughs> uh, just like I did with ARMS and uh, Splatoon 2. Played it for that. Played a bunch of online and some single player stuff that weekend, and I, never, I don't think I ever touched it again. Um, wow. The next game up on my uh, my list. This is actually probably my most disappointing for this year is a uh, Far Cry Five. Uh, it came out. and it is actually uh, when we talked uh, talk about last year for uh, most anticipated games for 2018. Uh, this was my most anticipated game for the year, and it, wow. it came out. I was so excited about the about what they're what they're doing with the storyline, about this this cult and this family of you know, crazies. And I'm like, oh, this okay? They're going somewhere with this. Is, they're going to take this. It's, it's probably going to be some goofy Far Cry stuff, but they're going, to, they're going to have some cool um, kind of things they're doing with it. And it came out the and it's oh, it's like okay, it's in Wyoming, whatever. That I mean, that sounds like we've never seen a game there. That could be that could be interesting. That could do something interesting. That came in there. It's it's Wyoming. It's boring. There's not a lot there. It's a lot of trees <laughs> uh, and a lot of just walking around. A lot of dead dead air in that game. And... Authentic Montana, everyone. Yeah, always oh, in Montana, <laughs> not Wyoming. Same thing. They're the same thing, guys. They're the same thing. <laughs> They're not the
1: same thing.
0: Have you ever been to Montana? No. Who goes there? Really? Like Phil Jackson, and that's it. That's the Phil list.
1: Jackson. <laughs>
0: that's it. He has a house there. That's
1: where he lives. <laughs> oh. Phil Jackson lives in Montana with a freaking like cultists
0: yeah, that's where he lives. Phil Jackson in real life lives there. He's the greatest NBA coach of all time. People don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just – God, same thing. In between
1: winning NBA championships, he just chills in the house in Montana with it's, some cultists. It's a really
0: nice house. I've seen some interviews. He like lives on a beautiful lake. Like I think he just owns Montana, actually. Oh, jeez. Uh, probably does. Uh, just him, his dogs, and uh, his – la lakers president and he still
1: manages to mismanage it like the knicks anyway
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. got paid 10 million dollars to live in montana and run the knicks he probably had the honestly i'd rather be in my shoes than his shoes uh (laughs) but uh anyways back to far cry five uh yeah it just came out the the, montana wyoming uh, south dakota north dakota one of those uh just a boring place to be uh I imagine it's even more boring to be in that state and I live in Iowa. That's saying something, guys. Um, and it's just it was a it just felt like uh, like a generic Ubisoft open world game. You know, like we've seen before, ah, there's towers that kind of climb, you know, kind of open up, and you can see things on the map. Uh, the the regular missions just sucked. Uh, the the firefights you get into uh, didn't really feel spontaneous at first. It felt like, oh cool. You just randomly driving around. There's some there's some guys to fight, and then it was just like oh they're just around everywhere, and just going trying to go place to place without running into somebody was actually really annoying. Um, there was some they tried to do some cool Far Cry stuff, but I thought the maybe it was just because I was I was so unhappy about everything else with the game. I wasn't enjoying the dumb stuff they were doing in the game. Where in Far Cry three and four, I thought the dumb stuff they did really worked well with the rest of the game, right. and at this it didn't. Uh, Like the drug trips, and they try to do it again. They try to do like eight times in this game and with the bliss stuff, and it just sucked. Um, and the the, the family sucked. They, their, their boss fights with them were, were bad too. Um, just, it's not a, I don't want to say it's a bad game. Like this, I was, I don't want to say it sucked. They just weren't, it didn't live up to the hype. They were, they weren't good, but they weren't necessarily awful either. Um, it was just—it just this game came out, and I was—I was thinking, this was gonna be a, a for sure top five game this year for me, and it came out, and I'm just like, this game feels like a six out of ten kind of game, maybe a seven, a seven probably out of ten, uh, which isn't terrible, but just not where I want it to be, so. Um that's probably my actually my most disappointing game. Uh, like I said, I'll probably figure these out as I talk about them which ones actually ranks number 1 uh, for each list, but that's that those are my ones for this year. What about you Gables?
1: Well, let's see. As far as disappointing games are concerned, I mean, I didn't really play too many games that I really felt disappointed with. There were moments in some games that I liked that there were some disappointing aspects to it. Like for example, when Dragon Ball Fighters first released, The online mode itself was very piss poor, and what I mean by that is, like, choosing your your lobbies, choosing, like, different types of matches to get into with other players, sometimes connection issues applied, you know, basically sort of the early launch window for online for, like, major games. And I'll tell you what, it's very important to have good connection with fighting games, because if you have, like, frames that are, like, dropping, say, like, 10 to 15 frames, which was actually a commonality that i was playing when i first started playing it earlier this year yeah that was disappointing to say the least because if you play like a fighting game online with actual decently like good connecting service like say with ggpo or something or other types of online servers like that where it's like just maybe like a couple frames off here and there based upon your connection those games can flow smooth i mean silky smooth online but when it came to Dragon Ball Fighters, I mean, that early launch and stuff had me very disappointed. And that's after going through like the stellar story mode, in my opinion, plus enduring a lot of the other stuff. But that's a disappointing aspect that I personally experienced. Another disappointing thing I've experienced in this year, though, was kind of like, when I was playing through the whole World of Warcraft stuff, I went through most of the expansion stuff, but BFA that came out this year, I kind of felt sort of underwhelmed. Of course, I kind of i kind of overdid it with myself because i literally spent like almost three months playing world of warcraft off and on and then it's like when i got to bfa the content that i had paid about 50 dollars for i basically went through some of the stuff did things like for the halloween holiday and stuff and i have not touched world of warcraft for like almost a month and i didn't even bother finishing the freaking bfa like expansion stuff because i felt it was kind of disappointing in the aspects of like progression with your character at that point the character progression that i was going through i didn't feel like it was nearly rewarding enough because when you go through an rpg and it just feels like you're kind of in a slog or kind of in a slump where you want to earn a bunch of exp or something like that but you don't want to go through the process of doing the same grind on for like online missions or some other people or this or that yeah it kind of wanes on you a bit but it doesn't help matters that some of the campaign stuff in uh, battle for azeroth wasn't nearly as fun as i thought they could have been especially after completing a lot of the story mission stuff for legion the the uh expansion before that that was actually two years old at this point but uh yeah that was another disappointing thing that i found but uh I'm trying to remember exactly if there was any other ones, but uh I don't not not you know what not so much for me. I think those were the the only two disappointing moments that I could think of in terms of games that I've played, but I can say maybe for like vouching for some of my friends who have played or even like some people that I've watched played this game though like fallout seventy six I've heard stories from, like, some of my friends and stuff where things have gone really extremely haywire or something, or, like, connection issues, especially when uh, that game was in the beta. Hmm. But, yeah, we just got through—well, Tyler and I got through watching this video and stuff like that, where we looked through some of the gameplay, this review on Fallout 76, and a lot of these issues are still, per- like, uh, consistently, like, popping up with uh, with a lot of rampant glitches, a lot of dropped, like— uh, a lot of this various like messed up stuff that Bethesda is still trying to iron out but i would say with certainty that when it came when it comes to like maybe a overall disappointing game of the year for most for some gamers or some including some of my friends fallout 76 would fall in that category but uh i cannot really endorse like 100% since i never had a chance really to play it this year and kind of looking at the videos i'm kind of glad i didn't yeah yeah <laughs> Um,
0: to give a quick shout out, the video that we did watch is I'm trying to uh uh indoctrinate as many people as possible to watch the YouTube channel Girlfriend Reviews.
1: Uh so if you haven't done that, subscribe. It's a pretty damn creative YouTube set. I gotta I gotta admit, you know, the girlfriend kinda plays like a role or something like that where it's like you know, instead of being angry at her boyfriend or something for playing a lot of video games, she actually does it in a like a manner and stuff where she is pretty much probably gonna make a living out of it because of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, she's only been around for a couple months, but she's been awesome. And uh, I'm trying to sell people as many people on as possible. But she doesn't really need me to do that since she's already It's a cool
1: concept up. because hardly anybody does that on YouTube right now. And yeah. that's really creative.
0: It's not only is it a really cool concept, it's really well done too. Yes. So, uh so yeah. Uh but uh Justin um on his uh just reading his now, trying to cover my hand so I don't see the rest. Uh, okay. none that I can think of uh, anymore. I do a pretty good job of filtering them out. Lucky you, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No, I mean I I know like I, I definitely uh, I think it's safe to say I probably buy more games than any of us on the show, including you know, between the two of us and Justin. Yeah, uh probably. I'm pretty bad <laughs> about uh Impulse purchases or buying in the hype or whatever, and pre-ordering games. Uh, um, and more times than not, it pays off. But you know, there there are obviously times where I yeah, I wish I would have waited a couple days to read the reviews and then pick them up. But that's just the way I am. Um, and I'll I'll, I'll live with that. Uh, it definitely, out the the good outweighs the bad for sure. Um, but moving on to our next topic here, Gables, our most surprising yes. games of two thousand eighteen. So once again, okay. I have uh, three here I want to talk about. Uh, first up, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, I have hated on this game from the moment they announced it. In like, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was right for E3, late May. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, this sucks. Like they're doing the, the my favorite game, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, number two, <laughs> if you if you listen, if you haven't listened to our uh, favorite games of all time list, um, but you know we're doing Pokemon Yellow and. And they're adding Pokemon Go stupid shit to it. And then next thing I know, the game comes out, and I'm, I'm I'm out in Best Buy, you know, driving 45 minutes out of my way to go to Best Buy to go get a Pokeball Plus. And then I end up <laughs> having two of them, and I give one to Justin. Uh, so, uh, or I sold one to Justin, rather. and so, He ends up tossing it at his dog. Yeah. Uh, so a game that I, I hated on for mo- five months or so. And then it can't but I bought it because I was just like I'm op- trying to be optimistic about it. Loved it, had problems with it. Um but ended up loving it. And uh, so yeah, that
1: that's definitely up there. Um another
0: game, Dragon Ball Fighters.
1: Uh now this surprised the hell out of me once you said that you've been enjoying this game.
0: Yeah. So it's like... The fact that I, I even get considered playing it should have surprised the hell out of you. The fact that I went out and yeah. bought it. And then liked it a lot. Really
1: surprised the hell out yes. of me. <laughs> uh, so the non Dragon Ball fan yeah, plays the, the game. The,
0: the, <laughs> the guy that would like sit here for forty five minutes while you and Jake in the beginning of the, like the early years of this podcast nerd out about Dragon Ball or Yu Gi Oh or whatever, and I'm just like, I don't understand any of this. Let's just
1: get back to the video. Then games. your mind just goes autopilot.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, I'm gonna go get a beer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make a quiche. I'll be back in <laughs> like, three like... hours <laughs> and the com- this game comes out and really got into it for a while. I actually bought it, played it for a lot for a few weeks and I ended up selling it when some other stuff came out then over the summer, yeah. it was on sale, picked it up again, got back into it. so that tells you how much I liked it. Um, and this one, for sure, I mean those are two strong candidates like would be any other year would be my most surprising games. Uh, this one for sure though, a game called Celeste. Uh, mm. this game mm. that, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know anything about it until it came out in IGN. It was a big, big deal. And IGN gave a game called Celeste, an indie game, a 10 out of 10. Uh, and I'm like, that's the first time I'm like, whoa, okay. And I started looking at him. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's super meat boy with the with the with with a story to it. I'm like, okay. And I remember Justin sitting here, you know, almost a year ago in, in late January when this came out and we were, we were talking and he was just like, ranting and raving about how great this game is and i'm just sitting there and i'm like like this all sounds fantastic but this doesn't sound like my game and then finally i think it was like it was in the middle of summer i think it was like june or july and i remember it was on sale or something i don't remember what i picked it up for it I, I didn't pay enough for it that's for sure uh came out and i it over the court it, i think it was like three sittings i beat this game and i mean this is not a tyler game at all so th- that's why it's my most surprising game of this year. Um, not a title game at all. It's super hard. I don't. Ha- I always talk about it. I don't play games uh-huh. like Dark Souls because uh-huh. I don't have the patience for them. Uh, I just get mad. Or I get frustrated. I play games because I want to have some fun. I just want to relax, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. And this game uh, bucked all of those rules and just I
1: was sucked into everything uh it's the anomaly where it's yeah. like you're playing a hard game you know you're playing a hard game but the game is so optimized to where you don't feel fatigued you don't feel frustrated and you want to go back and you want to get through that level yeah
0: yeah no, maybe not even the level just that one that one exactly. screen exactly spend 45 minutes on the screen but you get through it and yeah so
1: and you want to go through it yes yeah. and and when you
0: get there it's just like i mean it's just the game is just it it's it's the high of highs for a game. Like you always talk about, there's that little, when you solve a puzzle in the game, there's a little thing in your mind or your head that, like, you're like, fuck yeah, you feel great. You know, like, I did it. And that game, like, every time you get through a screen is that. And there's hundreds of screens in that game. Um, so yeah, that is my most surprising game for this year. Gables, what about you?
1: Okay. When it comes to my most surprising game of this year, I mean, there's definitely like a couple. That I can think of off the top of my head. One that kind of surprised me out of nowhere was kind of like, uh, oh gosh, it was West of Loathing. Personally, okay, it was one of it's one of those type of like games where I take one look at it, it's like, what the hell is this? This is like stick figures. Why the hell are people ranting and raving about this on Steam? Then just going through, just maybe reading a review or two, then actually just off the cuff downloading it on my Switch and like just just going through, just actually playing it and enjoying a lot of this basic RPG mechanics that was definitely one surprise but another surprise for this year really didn't have to do with gaming stuff released this year this basically was something that I had did on my own one of the biggest surprising moments of the year for me gaming wise was me playing through all of the freaking mainline Pokemon games in yeah. preparation for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu of all things, yeah. a game which I wasn't even 100% sure that I was going to go through and play when it first released. Spoilers, I did. And that was a surprise to me as well. But <laughs> the, whole, the whole journey of going through not just Pokemon like Blue, but going through Crystal, going through Emerald. I even had my Game Boy Advance SP that I had not <laughs> used consistently in like freaking, oh, like almost over 10 years at least. I had it charged. I had it in my pocket. I was playing it at work. And people were looking at me like, why the fuck does you have a Game Boy versus people. <laughs> oh god, dude. It's like, there's really a really place some Pokemon right there. It's like, ugh. Oh. But anyway, I did that. I played Pokemon Platinum, which, god damn, that game is still good. And then played through, like, Black, Pokemon Black, Pokemon Black 2, then Pokemon X, and then finally just culminated it playing through and beating Ultra Moon. I mean, this is like a freaking journey. I rarely played through one Pokemon game a year. Maybe like one Pokemon game. I was in the mood this year to play through just eight separate Pokemon games in a row. I don't do that for RPGs. I'm going to stress it to you now, listeners. I love my RPGs. I do. But I don't binge like that. That was an amazing, most surprising moment in my gaming career in terms of that point sure it may not have led to like uh some of the game stuff released this year but it did lead, like i just mentioned previously into one of my more surprising games of the year that i did enjoy and that was pokemon let's go pikachu because for god's sakes the game is basically pokemon go on your switch and you're just basically going through the motions like you're playing through fire red or leaf green or red or blue or what the fuck pokemon yellow it's more structured after obviously but yeah. oh god that was a surprise too But you know what? Another surprise? Another surprise was, like, how many remasters that I ended up playing this year. I mean, I played through... I played through most of, like, Burnout Paradise remastered. I mean, I had that Street Fighter collection. I had the Sick of Genesis collection. Oh, my God. And let's not forget, you know, it's, like... It's leading up to probably my best... The best, like, uh, remake port stuff eventually. But I know playing through and getting, like... Not just one platinum trophy, but four platinum trophies this year. That was a hmm. fucking surprise and a half. And obviously, you know, it's like oh, going through the whole stint and how surprising it was for me going through extra life and then playing games like say, like Spider Man, or even like oh, maybe not Friday the Thirteenth because we didn't do that during extra life. No, yeah,
0: um, like right, right before that, we did that.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, there was a hell of a lot of surprises I had this year for gaming in 2018 and it obviously kind of came at the best time as i could not really afford a lot of the new games that were coming out at that point and i had to try to fill the void until like next big release after next big release but uh yeah those were pretty much my surprises this year for gaming moments cool
0: um i looked through justin's text messages um and i didn't see anything for most surprising games I might have missed it, um, but like I said, I'm trying to read through some of it without explaining myself for the other topics, uh, so if I see it later on, I'll let you guys know. But um, moving on to most disappointing gaming moments of the year. Um,
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Tyler, go first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clear schedules, guys, for, for games. Uh, <laughs> I only have a couple, uh, so I'll make mine short and sweet. Uh, one was uh, unlocking Greninja as my last character in Smash. Uh, oh yeah, he was a guy that was most I, I, I couldn't wait to play again in Smash. He's my main from the Wii U game and uh, from yep. Wii U and three DS, and he's the last guy I got. And then uh, this one's definitely by a by a country mile the most disappointing game over the year. Uh, Unravel Two was announced and released. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't even play that thing. It was automatically one of your worst gaming moments of the year. Just like hearing it is coming and then it's releasing the same day. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes, all of that was bad, uh, and it's still bad. It's still, I still have nightmares to this day. Uh, it, it, I, I feel like a nom vet, you know, with with unravelled. Um, <laughs> not that I won't put them on the same scale, but it's close. Uh, a
1: nom vet. Yeah,
0: I'm, yeah. So that's it for me. Gables,
1: I see the floor to you. All right, for my worst gaming moment of the year, your extra life
0: extra... Um, uh, gold donations.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, let's go ahead and just travel down this rabbit hole. It's so deep and it's so rough and jagged that uh, I'm not too sure if I'm going to get out of this one. But let's continue on anyway. So, like Tyler was mentioning before, one of the stretch goals for my extra life this past year was if I reached over $100, pretty much the backers would choose what bad game I would play through and stream live. And because Tyler... (laughs) Year was the highest donor? He had me play a game that both him and Justin had played earlier on during the year, and paid to be developed. And paid to be developed. <laughs> Their names are in the fucking credits of this game, and I was like, "What?" There's, no. there's still a lawsuit pending for that, by the way. We can't talk really <laughs> about. But the name of the game is Pitter pot on PS4. It definitely led to some of my worst gaming moments I have had over the past 10 years, at least. And I'll, let me let me just go into a little bit of details about this. Now, Pitterpot is an action platformer in the style of like a Banjo-Kazooie or a Super Mario 64. And it totally shits upon those games on almost every singular level. Now, I'm talking about precise platforming. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about level design. Although... One of the minor positives, one of the minor, minute positives, yes I'm getting very close to the microphone, yeah, I'm just going to say that one of the minute positives of this game had to have been going through some of the conceptual artwork by one of the designers who I like to refer to as Miss Rose as she was kind enough to accompany me over this just thousands of hours of playtesting in terms of this game. (laughs) but uh yes going through and playing Pitterpot, and then coming across the revelation while i'm streaming this game to know that in order for me to beat this game i have to complete this game that almost broke me it almost broke me it almost broke colonel gables to the extent where he could not come back but i dove down deep inside i spent I kid you not, I spent a good like chunk of my night, on a work night, I spent like five or six hours on this game <laughs> in order to get this game out of my life forever. And so, what did I end up doing? I played a little bit beforehand, before streaming, because I wanted to get these last little acorn pieces. I wanted to get these pieces out of this level so I did not have to bore the shit out of the viewers watching because, now let's face it, every time... Every time that I'd stream Pitterpot, Pot, I would try... No, I wouldn't try. I would be half asleep while playing this game because the game has the freaking attention span. Not the attention span, but it has the appeal of a freaking bad children's book that you just open up and you read and all of a sudden it's like not even a minute in and the kid's already asleep. Like, oh, hey, well, I don't have to read this shit anymore. But before I did stream that night i got every single acorn i collected every single thing and i saved the last bit of my stream in that day to get the last level get the last little portion of there and stream the absolute last level of pitter pot that had to have been the biggest that had the biggest amount of collectibles in the entire game it was basically like an entire world game like a entire level of like a 3D platformer world inside this one level. And so with my new friend, Miss Rose, who actually did work on some of the concept art of this game... And myself going through. And we're just joking. We're just going through the things. That was probably the most positive forms of playing Peter Pot. But I'll tell you what. It's absolutely telling. That the biggest joy that you get out of the game. Is just by making fun of this game. And every single moment of the way. Through how the creator went through and created each level. How he freaking like. Tried to remix tones that sound like someone recorded something. In their fucking bathroom with a harpsichord at some points. <laughs> but... Uh... I'll tell you what, one of the worst moments in gaming for me in 2018 was actually earning the Platinum Trophy for Pitter Pot, and how I earned, and, and that's not even the bad thing, the bad thing about it is, this was a milestone Platinum Trophy, it was my 20th, Platinum trophy that I earned, and so now every time that I go upon like a PSM profile and I put in my username, I click, I update, and it just in bold letters on the sidebar it says Platinum Number Twenty, Pitterpot. Probably your most deserved uh, platinum out
0: there, Pitterpot. <laughs> also, but, uh, uh, a category we do off the show, best music uh, for Gables, is also Pitterpot. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that eight-second loop was just fantastic.
1: Oh, my God. That eight-second loop every time that you collect an acorn. I had to hear that sound so many times while I was replaying levels because, like I was said before, the platforming is so freaking precise that every time that I would go past a level repeatedly, all of a sudden I'd hear that freaking lame-ass Rugrats music going, da-da-da-da-da-da... And every time that I would do that live on the stream, I just go, "Yay!" and just continue on. <laughs> um, fun fact: oh.
0: Every time Gables closes his eyes, uh, he he hears that music.
1: Oh God, no, no! I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what was the saving grace of all of this, of the worst gaming moment that I had this year. The saving grace was actually communicating with Miss Rose. And also looking upon Twitter that one night that we did we got done recording Tyler mm-hmm. and we looked at the Pitterpot Twitter profile, and one of the the biggest things that we have for reviews was me talking about how much shit Pitterpot is yes
0: yeah. uh, we looked we looked uh on twitter we we, we searched Pitterpot reviews, and uh about half of them was just Gable's shit talking this game on Twitter, which is awesome. <laughs> One guy actually gave it like an eight out of ten on his YouTube video, which was just Will, fantastic.
1: Well, here's the thing about that. A dude that gives it eight out of ten is the same dude that had a character based on That's him right. in the fucking game. That's
0: right. We gave Justin and I gave the bare minimum to get the game for whatever we like ten bucks. We gave ten bucks each. If
1: gave this, it like ten dollars for the fucking Wii U version that never came out. Yeah, this
0: guy <laughs> this guy gave it uh, like fifty bucks or hundred bucks, whatever it is, to get dude, a character in the game.
1: So And dude Oh, God, give me a moment here. (laughs) Yeah, Pitterpot's that bad. I'm coughing because of it. I'm just vomiting in disgust. Anyway. No, the game was so bad, Nintendo did not want it on their Switch platform. That's right. That's why. And that's why the creator did not want to release it on another Nintendo system, because he got so butthurt after the fucking Wii U stuff that he actually uploaded exclusively for the PS4. He didn't even put it on Steam.
0: My favorite part, actually, about the whole thing is when you go on YouTube and you look up reviews for Peterbot, The guy yeah. that gave it an A out of ten, that also is a character in the game, would go into the comment sections and argue people
1: on in, in the comment sections of videos. That Isn't that really just the saddest thing possible, though? I mean. You gotta justify being inside this game, you know? You gotta justify your character and your all this existence. Oh, hey, I'm in a video game. No, it doesn't matter whether it's like the most irrelevant, most worst video game that you played in the entire year.
0: Gables, <laughs> or probably in the last five years. For your next
1: birthday, what I'm gonna do, the next time he has like
0: a, a Kickstarter or whatever, I'm gonna donate uh-huh. enough to make a character in the game and I'm gonna make a mute. Oh, no. Oh no! No, <laughs> no like fuck no. Oh, I'm gonna, oh, no! oh boy! Oh no! I'm gonna look up Treehouse Studios after this, yeah, Treefall oh. Studios, Sorry, and I'm oh. gonna uh, figure out if he has another IndieGoGo or Kickstarter going. And
1: buddy, Gables, you're gonna be in the
0: goddamn video game.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Let's start a hashtag too. Hashtag Burn pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm 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 for that. Uh,
1: as what an old EGM magazine would give for the worst games for that year, or actually for their their monthly things, I'm going to go ahead and say Shame of the Year right here. That's fair. Instead of Shame of the Month, Shame of the Year, where it's just a big old symbol of a pile of turd, that's Pitter Pot. Okay.
0: Fun <laughs> uh fact, getting a Platinum on Pot is also Gable's best gaming moment of the year. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that nonsense. <laughs> Um, For uh, Justin, though, his worst game was uh, when he realized I I might never finish Octopath Traveler because of its length and onslaught of games coming. Aww. Which that does suck. I can understand that.
1: Aww, that's a shame. That's actually a pretty good game from what I've seen. Yeah,
0: that's a great game that I I stayed out of because I knew that I I would... Same thing for myself. Uh, But moving on to uh, best gaming moments for this year. Okay. I do have actually... I have four this year, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, five for this one. Uh, No, actually six. Holy shit. Uh, Number one, Climbing the Mountain in uh, Celeste. uh, Mm. And God of War, the first time you recall the axe, and also the 1,000th time you recall the axe. never Mm. gets old. Uh, All of the Friday the 13th Gamer Nights that we have with Talking Ship... Uh, those are a blast <laughs>
1: Remember the moment when I was Freaking chasing like chasing Jason around the table oh, and yeah. like, I not get to him And yes. Jason, the dude, you know, Voorhees I was controlling looked like a freaking like deadbeat dad Running around the fucking desk trying to chase after yeah. his Stepson <laughs> 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 The Benny Hill theme yeah. I think you uploaded that gif too on Twitter That's some funny yeah. shit, I gotta check it out I gotta see this, I gotta yeah. show some of my friends this
0: It was pretty funny Um I didn't get to see it, but it was still just listening to you, uh, for like three minutes of this going on. It was hilarious. Uh, uh, the, all of the dumb side stuff in a way out that we did. Oh yeah. With the arm wrestling, the, the connect four was awful. That game was broken. Uh,
1: oh yeah. Because I won every, almost every freaking match of it. Of course. Yeah, the the <laughs> one game I
0: won obviously wasn't broken. The rest of the game was buggy and broken. <laughs> uh, the arm wrestling competition, uh, what else did we do? Oh, oh the, we... the time we sat in the swing set together. That was that's a beautiful moment.
1: Oh, dude. We thought that this, the swing suit. I mean, not, <laughs> not the swing suit. The Ooh. swing set moment was fucking funny <laughs> as shit, though. Because we are just both staring at each other yeah. and stuff. And there's like two grown men on the fucking swing <laughs> set stairs. Like, okay, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah. we're getting honest. Like,
0: <laughs> was <laughs> this your idea? No. I thought this was your idea. No. no. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, the uh, whole uh, ex- hospital escape uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, it was just like the way everything kind of moved around it was like like the way the camera would swoop between us and we'd all take turns playing and it was like a 2D side scroller then it was a, a stealth game then it was an
1: action game um oh god and then that whole streets of rage 2 moment where I'm going yeah. through like is freaking freaking going through just like tossing fucking things at uh, yes. police officers just tossing and just kicking the shit out of them it always felt so satisfying
0: yes <laughs> that was a highlight of the game um and my best game of the year is uh, when I was in Vegas with the Talking Ship guys, playing uh, with a room of 15 people playing Jackbox on PS4. <laughs> um, so that's that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and actually, one side thing I forgot to add on here: uh, getting to play Smash on uh, uh, the, the day it, re- it released, going over to Justin's buddy's house, and there was 10 of us around all playing Smash. That was Ooh. pretty cool that sounds awesome Um, yeah so those are my best game moments what are yours Gables?
1: well definitely one of my best gaming one of my favorite gaming moments of this past year was obviously playing with you in terms of no way out in terms of like the co-op stuff that that was so fucking hilarious at Mm -hmm. points and i'll tell you what man it's like that whole game that whole experience of it going through doing the silly side mission stuff that that's what made that game fun as shit Mm -hmm. in my honest opinion the main story it was good Maybe not one I'm probably gonna repeat anytime soon, but honestly, the whole side stuff, like how we're both like cheating each other with a fucking arm wrestling contest, yeah. switching fucking hands and stuff like that, makes it just like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing steam. Uh, it was like an entire minute of us trying back and forth uh, to do it until you finally beat me at the last moment. I
0: think we timed it, and it was it was over over ninety seconds of us tapping yeah. the square button.
1: I I thought I thought every blood vessel in my brain exploded. Oh my god. My hand was so fucking tired after that shit. Oh I had to switch out to my left hand and all of a sudden it's like it started getting tired and all of a sudden it's like, oh god, let this match in Yeah. (laughs) It's like he doesn't want to lose. (laughs) Nobody wanted to uh, give up. Oh, oh man, and the whole the whole thing about the freaking no way out and stuff. We were playing basketball and stuff. I'm trying to play basketball with a kid. I'll obviously, you see Tyler just stealing fucking rebounds and trying to shoot threes like fucking Steph Curry. Uh,
0: my favorite part of that was when I when I dunked on your son.
1: So... <laughs> that was funny as shit because it just reinforces the whole stereotype that you have going, where it's like, man, you absolutely destroy kids at games. Yes, that's my,
0: that's my life goal. If I had a superpower, destroying children in video games is it.
1: I'm going to laugh my ass off that if you have a son. That's exactly what you're going to do.
0: Yeah, and, and then the, the day the day he comes, he beats me in a, like in Madden or something. It's going to be a dark day.
1: And then it's going to be it's like, uh, it's like a playful tap on the shoulder. Then it becomes like more than that. Yeah. It's like,
0: okay. It's like Then things got a little dark and blurry for a while. He had to go stay at the foster home for a little bit. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, let's see. One of the other favorite gaming moments of the year. Let's see. Well, definitely... Gosh, it was definitely trying to play bits of like uh, playing bits of like uh, various indie games and stuff on the Switch. I mean, hell, this was a year where I felt like my Switch was starting to become like more like an indie machine because I kept playing fun game after fun game. Say, I tried out that that Pocket Fighter stuff. Mm. I only played it like once. It was okay. I haven't gone back to it since though. But Pocket Fighters by like SNK. It was like an old Neo Geo like a uh, color game neo geo pocket color game that got remade that was all right but playing little bits of like hollow knight here and there was okay you know it was okay i didn't really play too much of it i think i'll probably really played like a few hours but uh let's see west of loathing obviously that was fun but uh oh man <sighs> i'm trying to think of other favorite gaming moments that i had this year i mean Oh, oh yeah, streaming like Dragon Ball Fighters. I mean, that that got really heated actually for some of the online stuff because the last couple times that I had really streamed for such a long time in terms of uh, playing Dragon Ball Fighters, I would spend at least a couple hours playing matches against certain people, and they would absolutely either destroy me or go through and like we would just exchange stuff. I mean. It got so heated to the point that after about an hour or so of me playing consistently, I would be in a fucking sweat, and I would be so exhausted after each thing, because this is exactly what happens. Listeners, whenever I play fighting games for a long time, and I'm getting into it that much, and I'm literally going through what feels like a freaking sparring match with somebody across the internet, I get super tired, I get super sweaty, and oh my god, I feel like I need a fucking pick-me-up after this thing is (laughs) said and done. But uh, streaming that, but also, one of my favorite gaming moments this year was going through Extra Life in its entirety. I mean, I cannot stress enough that I had been trying for a long time to go through Extra Life and try to do it properly from beginning to end. And I think I struck something good here when I actually... After work that Friday, I went to sleep like around 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And then I woke up at midnight and I started gaming from midnight to midnight. I'm like, oh my god. I literally, the last hour, the last couple hours with myself, with Tyler, with Nerves, and I think with Justin as well at points, I felt like I was drunk. I kid you not. I was laughing at so many stupid shit. And here's the thing. I've never been drunk before, but this is the freaking closest I've ever felt to being like out of my own, you know. And all of a sudden, it's I—I like I even took random pictures of myself and uploaded onto Facebook and stuff. My face, the <laughs> picture of my face after about freaking six to eight hours. No, 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 not even that. I think it was like over twelve or fifteen hours. So, and all of a sudden, I'm like half awake or something like that. I look at look at the camera, look like I had been just like fucking got beat. <laughs> oh man but it was for a fucking it was for a fun good cause and stuff but i played some fun games during that time too and talked with a lot of different people as well and i got plenty of donations to boot so i really felt like i actually helped out quite a bit for seattle children's hospital which by the way man seattle children's they're such a fantastic hospital when it comes to like actually going through and supporting people and like uh retweeting favoriting tweets or something like that for people who are helping them out i mean they did that like quite a bit of times whenever i would talk about like their hospital and this and that how it was helping out with extra life and this and that i just like to give a shout out to seattle children's hospital i mean you guys are awesome keep doing what you do i hope all that money and stuff that us everyone here in seattle raised for you guys actually went to like decent research to you know go through and help kids that are you know like trying to get better in terms of their illnesses or help them get better in terms of further on in life, you know, just stuff like that. You know, that made me feel very, very fulfilled. But uh, other than that, though, I think that's it.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> cool. Uh, that was a nice Extra Life plug in there. Good one. Um, <laughs> extra-life.org, by the way, guys. Um, Justin, for his favorite game moments of the year... Uh, when I first saw little Astrobot looking at me from below. That sounds creepy out of context. Uh
1: <laughs> he just sitting right down all of a sudden you see this little robot or some staring at his crutch, like what? Yeah uh, <laughs> staring up at his crutch. Justin here going to explain that one to me a little
0: more. Uh, and then playing oh, okay, we have the same one here. Uh playing Smash uh, ultimate and a friend's uh friend's launch party. So That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. So that that's cool. Um but moving on, so we got a couple more here left to do. Uh, best remake, remaster, port, whatever. Um, I, we don't. This is kind of the first time I've ever done this. I don't think we're going to do this every year. But this year, it was just we were full oh. of ports. Oh my god! A, yeah, we were. The first half was just like I'm going to say riddled with them because that's the best word I could think of. Uh, but I don't mean that in necessarily a bad way. Um, but the first half of the year it just was full of uh, ports, especially for the Switch alone. Uh, that's kind of what kept the first, I think, seven, eight months of the year for Switch alive oh, yeah. it was all the ports. Um, I also have Octopath Traveler. Um, but for myself, I had uh, Burnout Paradise.
1: Uh, oh, was I, one I of did them. too.
0: Yeah, that... Oh, man. I mean, we, you and I played that for a few hours one night. We weren't even necessarily, like, racing each other the whole time. We just drive around the, the city yeah, we doing stupid
1: stuff. and We were just bullshitting and stuff, just driving around Paradise City, yeah. dude. It's like... I still need to finish, finish. I think the last portion of that stuff. I'm not too sure if I actually beat it or not, but I was at the last portion to try to earn the burnout license stuff. Okay,
0: I got pretty far into it. I, I did. I didn't finish the first one either, but I did get pretty. I think I got further in this one either, either the first time. But just, it was just a blast. I think game was fun. Just driving around, uh, listening to uh, Paradise City, uh, dude. It, it city. felt
1: so good just to go back and play Paradise, Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Uh, I had not played that game since I platinumed it, like, almost like, God, it's over eight years ago.
0: Yeah. Man. Yeah, and that game still being a blast all these years later was was, was great, uh, especially at uh, 4K and 60 frames per second. Um, oh, nice. shit. Um, next up, uh, Shadow of Colossus, Uh game I actually had never played before. Uh, it's, you know, that's the game before, you know, Last Guardian was my game of the year 2016, uh, and this is the game that came out before that, um, love that game, adore that game. Uh, so that, that was really cool to play. Um, and then, especially for being a game being built from the ground up and then also, uh, Donkey Kong tropical freeze. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. this is I've a, some of that. this is, you know, I, I, I remember I picked it up on the Wii U cause you know, I was a late adopter to the Wii U and mm-hmm. Justin raved about it. So I picked it up. And I played the first, like, world, maybe, I think I got a couple levels into the second world, and it just it didn't click for me. I just kind of gave up on it. And then, you know, it came out at a good time. Then it came out in, like, early May. It's kind of a, I just beat God of War. I needed kind of a palate cleanser before I got anything else. And this, you know, this was out, and I played it. And I remember I played through that whole game in, like, a weekend. I just got sucked in. Flew through it, You know, it went from a game that I just didn't click for me on the Wii U, and then flew through it and beat it in a weekend. Loved it. I'll say the last boss. I hate the last boss. It was bullshit.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but love that game. It was a total blast. Uh, if uh, I don't, I don't like to put straight ports on my top ten lists. Um, I, I, you know, I'll make exceptions to the rules sometimes. Like Ratchet Click was uh, the remaster, or remake, whatever it was, whatever you want to call it. That's um, different. I, I, yeah, that's different. Being built from the ground up. Um, so if this game wasn't you know a straight port like it was, it would for sure be on my top ten list. I just want to point that out right now. Um, but yeah, this game was a complete blast and took over my life for a whole weekend. I remember it was a rainy, shitty weekend out, and it was just a perfect weekend to sit inside and play games. And that's what I did. I played the Switch all weekend with with Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. So those yeah. are mine. Uh, Gables, do you uh, do you, what do you have?
1: Well, let's see. For some of the best remakes stuff, well. This one really wasn't so much of like a uh like clear cut remade from the ground up game or actually like improved on almost any aspects right here, but the whole Castlevania Requiem stuff, mm. I had a yeah, blast playing right. that stuff. My gosh, this is the first time in a long while where I bought a game like on the PSN, downloaded it, and all of a sudden platinumed it within the, the two week span of the game being released. I hardly ever do that. And that's because it housed two of my some of my most favorite games that I have played through before Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. I mean, holy crap! And not just because I wanted to go through it, but that was one of the games that I wanted to play during extra life because I know what I was in for, and I wanted to see how far I can get along. Which quite a fun, which was kind of funny because after doing that twenty four hour stint. Going through that Sunday, I still played more of that game, and I got the platinum the very next day. (laughs) I laugh about it now, but holy God, when I went through and got it, I was crying on the inside because, oh my God, this is too much games. (laughs) But, no, what was very fun about this is not just going through the motions of playing through Symphony of the Night again, but just discovering new weapons that I hadn't before while playing it and all of a sudden going through Rondo of Blood and actually for the first time 100% completing that game. I 100% completed Rondo of Blood, including beating the beating Dracula with uh, the selectable character Maria Renard, who is so super broken and the only way you can actually beat one of the ways you could beat Dracula is just by spamming the fucking attack button because she shoots out these fucking chickens or something like that. <laughs> but uh, these magic chickens that she just shoots out. <laughs> but uh, one of the funniest parts about that game was just reading all the trophy lists. That Konami may not have put so much in effort in terms of like going through selectable menus or even like selectable kind of like uh, classic artwork or even more extras to try to enrich the game experience in general but what they did is on the localization team must have had a ball just renaming like a lot of these trophies just adding trophy support for the games in general because when you have trophies for specific parts like say for when you defeat the succubus and stuff as card and of the night and all of a sudden it's like you're tearing me apart lisa that trophy made me laugh so hard when that unleashed because the name of the that whole cutscene and stuff involved Alucard's mother, who's also named Lisa. <laughs> but, uh, Completing Rondo of Blood had that trophy, that name, the full Belmonte. And, oh, God. Oh, my God. There were so many good ones. So many good trophy names, and I enjoy just unlocking different trophies just by doing that stuff, you know? But, uh, relearning different techniques that I would use to unlock, oh, like, t- gosh, 200 points four 200.6 percent of the damn castle map in general and just rediscovering how uh i actually have to go through and switch between like uh, the wolf transformation and Alucard card and stuff in order to have the thing registered because it was a freaking glitch that i had totally forgotten about <laughs> yeah fun times but uh burnout repair paradise remastered that was awesome that was awesome in yes. and of itself but uh other than those two I did play. Actually, I did play a fair amount of that Street Fighter compilation that came out. I got 70% of the trophies in that in that freaking game. I
0: forgot they came out this year. Wow. Yeah,
1: it it came out and I played through and that's another good gaming moment that I forgot about. I played through every iteration of that, those Street Fighter games, and I beat the arcade mode for every single one of those all those fucking games. From the original Street Fighter. To Street Fighter 3 Third Strike man that was such an experience and man when I got to my favorite game in that compilation Third Strike and playing as Alex like the freaking fighter from America and stuff that has a rivalry with Ken Masters and just going through and facing off against one of the most bullshit end bosses in fighting game history again and oh my gosh I'm trying to remember his name now I can, I can see his face I can see his fucking face. I don't want to punch so bad. But I... Is it Pitter pot? Was Pitter Pot a character in Street Fighter or Strike. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. That would be a fucking nightmare. You see
1: Pitter Pot's face on top of the fucking fire. Oh, God. On top of oh. Gil. That's his name. Oh, God. Pitter pot, The pot. A Pitterpot on top of Gil. And all of a sudden, me having to face him. You know, just doing this freaking resurrection technique where he just... And, and, dude, that is definitely a bullshit moment. I mean, off the cuff, that is definitely a bullshit thing in a fighting game when you're facing a end boss in an arcade mode and you have his health just dwindled down and all of a sudden he uses meter to completely resurrect himself. That is bullshit. That's grade A fighting game bullshit, Capcom. And I will come to your house, and I will shit on your pillow. Anyway! He <laughs> will come to your house,
0: delete every game off, off your library, but Peter Pot. Oh, is that
1: Onimusha you're going to release? Oh, delete! Yeah. Anyway. Looks like you're playing Pitterpot. That's all you got, guys. <laughs> Pitterpot fully endorsed by Capcom. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely, definitely like uh, a moment that I remember just going through the freaking compilation stuff or the whole Street Fighter stuff. And that's another fighting game with the online wasn't that great either. Especially when you try to find different people to play the games with. Yeah, it wasn't the it was more. It wasn't the smoothest experience that I've that I'd had while playing fighting games. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it though for like the remaster. All right,
0: cool. Um, and for Justin, he had Pokemon Let's Go and Shadow oh, of go. the Colossus. So, um... oh yeah.
1: But then again, Pokemon Let's Go is a different type of thing entirely. You know, yeah. it's not like a port or something. It's more like a remaster. Yeah,
0: no, anything. I mean this is why I kind of named it the remake, remaster, port list. I, I really didn't know what to what to really call it, but uh,
1: uh yeah, it, I guess it technically is. But saying yeah, like like you said, it's it's a completely different thing at the same time. So yeah, I would akin that more to Ratchet and Clank, like you had in your list last, like what was it, a couple of years ago, last year? What? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so, um. But moving on to our 2018 pile of shame. These are games that uh, we didn't either get that we want to play that we get to play or games that we played, but we didn't get to play enough of it that we wanted to. Uh, for me, uh, I only have a couple. Uh, Starlink, it's a game uh, that I actually picked up on the Switch for Black Friday for it was like a way I want I wanted to play just for the Star Fox levels. Uh, it's literally sitting. It's still in the box on on top of my uh, my computer over here behind my monitors um, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I want to play that. I don't I don't think it's going to be – I never never really fully think it would be a game of the year contender. That's one of the reasons I wasn't really in a hurry to play it. Uh, I think I'm planning on playing it over our little mini break. And then another game that I played and it accidentally broke for myself uh, and I need to get back to Gables knows what this game is, West of Loathing. No.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when I put oh, the hard yeah. hat on, I didn't realize it was literal – uh, and it literally tells tells you right before then. It's like, are, are you sure this is going to make this game pretty much yeah, unplayable I, if you do it at this point? I, and you did it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was dumb,
0: and uh, <laughs> so yeah, th- that's really it for me. Uh, I, for the most part, I think I played every game that I was really interested in playing. Um, so yeah, that's it. What about you, Gables?
1: Oh, where to begin? Let's see. Well, for one, God of War, you son of a I've, bitch. I've had this game for such a long you while. You bought it at launch. I didn't buy it at launch. I bought right. it used.
0: You bought it not too long after launch. I remember. I remember. I and you and didn't I bu- play it. <laughs> Gables, why? To my,
1: cr- to my credit, the reason why I did not get to this game this year was because of a few reasons. One, the whole Pokemon journey that I went on. If you say Pitter Pot or World
0: of Warcraft, I'm going to jump through the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another one was freaking my whole experience playing Dead by Daylight with the whole 60 hours of that. Okay. And, of course, the other two things that shall not be mentioned okay. because Tyler okay. was going to rage through the internet. <laughs> but... <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> oh, but but, to my credit, Dragon Ball Fighters did come up and like steal a lot of the limelight of time that I was going to be playing too as well. So I was definitely... Holy crap, I was really busy gaming wise. You. Oh my gosh. God of War. This is my fault,
0: Gables. I'm sorry. This is my fault for making you play Pitterpot. What I should have (laughs) done when I donated to you was make you play God of War. That's what I should have done. Should
1: (laughs) have done that. I screwed up.
0: That's on me, guys.
1: That's on me. Let's see. Go on. What was it? God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which that was definitely a game that I have. I bought at Black Friday, but (gasps) I still could not play through it. It's like
0: you're trying to hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, which AAA budget time? No, which AAA title or something. did I not play that Tyler is going to have an aneurysm over. <laughs> okay, oh, well anyway. Oh boy. There is a couple other games here. Hollow Knight, which I'm kind of surprised I didn't have a chance really to play it, since I did play on the Switch. That along with Dead Cells. I have not even had a chance to even turn on Dead Cells to play that. I want to get back to these two games for one both of these games are of the same styling that i absolutely love playing the whole metroidvania style of games <sighs> the problem is i already played through the granddaddy of all the metroid <laughs> the metroidvania games in castlevania symphony of the night and i was not about to go through another one of those games so recently after platinuming one of the others yeah. so that was one of the reasonings in, for that and that
0: bloodstained uh game too
1: right Well, actually, yeah, I did play through Bloodstain. now that you mention it. The Curse of the Moon. And, well, obviously, Red Dead Redemption 2, I didn't really have a chance to play either, but, uh... There's so many people that would make hype upon the game itself, but I still have kind of a sour taste in my mouth from uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 way back in 2013 and the whole glitch that set me out. So that kind of yeah. led me astray with Rockstar Games for a while. But uh, that still kind of goes on to this day, actually, and it probably will inside the the part of 2019. Hashtag fish your games, Rockstar. Anyway. <sighs> make better games. Make bully too. <laughs> make bully too. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, those are the games off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of if there was another... Oh, yes. There's one more game that I did buy digitally and that I still kind of regret not playing, and that's Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a game that I got for, like, 30 bucks or something on the whole Black Friday stuff, and that, along with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I picked up, like, at least a couple days from each other, and I have had not yet been able to download it and play through it. I mean... Obviously, that's a huge, huge investment. I mean, I need people in order to try to play this game because I am going to be getting fucking lost because it's my first major Monster Hunter game that I want to try out, that I want to play and get good at, but I know it's going to be a task. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, that's it. All
0: right. Uh, So, Justin's 2018 Pile of Shame... I've got, uh, like, eight different text messages here, so I'm going to scroll through. Um, there it is. Oh. Uh, we've got a list here, it looks like. Okay, so oh Ast- Astrobot. Um Cool. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that some of these are ones like me, like, what's the flow thing we want to play more of? Octopath Traveler. Moss. Uh, Tetris Effect. Bloodstained, uh Red Dead Redemption 2. Spider-Man DLC. Forza Horizon 4. Uh, motherfucker. Unravel 2. That fucking prick. What a prick. What he had you... you read it. <laughs> it's
1: like he knew. It's... Looks... Oh, man. I love you, Justin. That was
0: awesome. I, I need a new best friend. Uh... <sighs> Bastard. Uh... Oh, fuck! Super Mario Party. Labo. Ooh. <laughs> Pitter Pot. And Gables, I'm not making it up. That's on here. That's the very last one. He saved that one just for you.
1: Oh, so, of course, of course. He loves to spread the love around. What an asshole! What a dick! I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, here I am loving him in one minute, and all of a sudden next, just calling him a. Dick. Yeah,
0: why do we even? <laughs> why do we even hang
1: out with that guy? I mean, let's be honest. Like, really? Well, He's your friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's your friend too. We we podcasted with him for years now. Oh, uh, oh I know we got, we got to get somebody different over here. Uh, <laughs> but um, moving on to our uh, 2019 most anticipated games. Uh, okay. So this one, I made a, a top five list, and I actually ranked them in this one before uh, the show started. Uh, for okay. me, number five is a game called Left Alive. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's like a, it's a very Japanese game, but it is made, uh, like all well, the art style is based off. It's actually got a lot of people from, uh, Metal Gear Solid. So, huh. uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's really the main reason I'm excited for it is it seems like, it, like they're going to, like it's like their Kojima, it's their attempt. I think, I believe it's the square Enix game too, publishing it, but, uh, it looks like it's their attempt at a mech, like, uh, zone of the Enders, uh, with Kojima's uh, Metal Gear Solid, Kojima stuff. Um, Number four, Resident Evil Two Remake. Uh, you know, I never really played Resident Evil Two back in the day. I dabble a little bit, but I was you know young and dumb, so I didn't know. Uh, so I'm excited to jump back and jump into that. Uh, number three, Gears Five, Gears of War Five. Uh, love that franchise. Loved Gears Four. Excited for Gears Five. Um, number two, Metro Exodus. Uh, one of the most underrated franchises to me uh, of the last generation. Um, glad to see we're gonna. You know, it's been ported over to this current generation. Uh, it's constantly on sale for you know under ten bucks. So I recommend people you can get both copies for those two games for under ten dollars. I highly recommend it. if you haven't played them yet, check them out. At least uh, they are incredibly well done uh, video games. Uh, and like I said at the beginning of the show, I am uh, replaying them now uh, before uh, the, it comes out in February. And then last but not least, of course, Doom Eternal. Uh, Because nothing uh, can hype me more than uh, the music of Doom, and also uh, being Doom guy. So, those are my top five uh, most anticipated anticipated games for next year. Gables, what
1: are yours? Well, let's see. Let's get the obvious ones out of the way. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That game is still in development, and I'm still looking forward to playing this. And after playing Curse of the Moon this year, I have full confidence that. Hopefully, this <laughs> yeah. game will come out during the next year, and then it'll actually be good. Because <laughs> here's the thing, though. it's like, I love what like could, like uh, Igarashi's team did for Curse of the Moon, which basically was like a pseudo-Castlevania game. But I really want Ritual of the Night to be a good game. It's one of my more anticipated games for 2019, alongside the next iteration of the Pokemon games that are supposed to be announced probably, maybe, hopefully, this January. I'm holding out hope that this may happen. It may not. Who knows? But I definitely am looking forward to the next iteration of the Pokemon games after Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I kind of want to get out of this generation into the next. But, obviously, Doom Eternal. Oh, my God. Man, having played through the... The whole, like, reboot to Doom, pretty much. That whole reimagining of Doom and stuff like that back around 2016. And then replaying it again on Switch over the past, like, year or something like that. Oh my god, it's like, I still want to play this game. And it's good no matter where I freaking play this game. It doesn't matter if it's on PS4 or if it's, like, handheld mode on Switch. Me, during moments this year of, like, actually showing people... That I could play Doom on my Switch, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this looks so fucking amazing!" And that, yeah, that's how I freaking feel right now about Doom Eternal. I've seen what little I've seen of the gameplay that you and I have; the more I want to play it. it
0: oh man, it needs to get here soon.
1: Oh god, it's just that that type of power trip, you know, where you could just go through, and you know that you're going to go through so and just feel so satisfying taking out all these demons and all these other stuff. I mean, yeah, I want this game now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. it, but. Otherwise, in terms of other games that I'm anticipated for, it's kind of a hard. It's kind of hard to just like uh, to go through and imagine. I mean, I could say Tales of Asperia because Ooh, that yeah. whole remake thing is releasing this January. It's actually on the same day as it's releasing with uh, another game that I could put, could potentially buy with New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe because oh, yeah. that was a Wii U launch title. And uh, that's being remastered for the Switch. Good call, though, because, hell, I don't know how many people buy that game. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Okay. Um, well, we're going to move into
0: our last thing of the show. Uh, it is our overall thoughts on the year of gaming in 2018. Uh, I'm going to do Justin's first. Uh, so for him, he said, uh, probably better than 2007 to be on- 2017, to be honest.
1: Uh, it, I hope it's better
0: than 2007. <laughs> uh, it, nothing I don't know if it, much is better than 2007, um, but probably better than 2017 to be honest. In terms of breath, anyways, I think two games from last year would beat out my my favorites from this year, but not by uh, a landslide. I give I give 2018 a solid nine out of ten. Um, for me, uh, I would still say that 2017 is probably the greatest year of all time for gamings. Uh, for gaming there are definitely when i look at my list for this year there's a few games that would probably be that would uh I, I could probably bump off three or four games from last year and put uh and put them or take three or four games from this year and put them on uh last year's top 10 list that'd be it uh 2017 to me was a fantastic game not only from like the highs like the, the peaks of it, but also the, like my, my top 10 list. I think in some years, number 10 would could be a potentially number one game, uh, other years. So, um, just a fantastic year, I, I think. But it's focusing on 2018. Uh, to, I think to me personally, 2018 in gaming was, it was kind of a weird year. Uh, there's a lot of really strong titles, a lot of hype around some big titles. Uh, but it was also a very flawed year to me. Uh, a lot of games, a lot of really good games or pretty good games or great games came in, but a lot of them had huge flaws. Uh, only a couple games this year that, that did actually come out uh, didn't have any major flaws or no flaws at all. Uh, and those are definitely on such a high pedestal. It's not even funny compared to the rest. Uh, you know, I think I think part of that maybe could be kind of a come down after, like I said, 2017 uh, being probably the greatest year of all time. And then when I went into January of this year, the first game I played in 2018 was near Automata, which is a fantastic game. Uh, like I said, if I would have played that in 2017, would have been extremely high on my my list for that year. Uh, so mm-hmm. we we were ob- we were absolutely spoiled, I think, personally, uh, for in 2017 and 2018 was a really good year. I, I would still like if we were if we were to rank the six years of us doing this best of shows, uh, it 2018 would probably be third out of six maybe second out of six i'd argue i think uh 2016 17 18 have been very strong years for us um yeah so i think we've, we've been very spoiled the last three years um so yeah that's that's kind of my overall thoughts on on this Cause I, it took me a long time like, it was it's hard to it was hard to kind of um uh, put into words my thoughts on 2018 but that's kind of the best i could do what about you gables
1: well let's see in a word how describe how i would describe how i would describe The whole gaming in 2018, man, weird, crazy, sexy, cool, you know, just, like, all this various, like, stuff that I could, like, go into details about, you know, I mean, in terms of the consistency of quality of games released, it wasn't as strong as 2017. Of course, after a year like 2017, where it felt like almost every week there was, like, almost a Game of the Year fucking candidate... Mm -hmm. It definitely was a step down in terms of that, but the weird stuff that kept happening, you know, the whole thing with Soldier Boy, the whole, like, this of the PlayStation stuff, the PlayStation Classic stuff, which, by the way, has been discounted now to about $60, so if you want to mod that console, you better jump on that shit before it's gone, but... I'm talking about that we're talking about the whole uh, fiasco stuff for fallout 76 and then you have like some of the um, unexpected like crazy indie stuff that released this year like celeste like dead cells like the whole that whole de- oh man speaking of dead cells that whole freaking like freaking uh thing around that uh one former ign editor and oh, stuff that got Phillip? ousted for plagiarism yep. yeah philip yeah that dude man that was a crazy in and of itself And it seemed like a lot of controversy stuff in the gaming industry was, like, going up and down, too, you know, with the whole, like, loot box stuff, you know, like, just the whole head of that stuff that's currently ongoing with the whole, like, the whole uh, EA trying to fight, like, a specific country that I forget which country, though, but, like, for, uh, to try to fight towards, like, actually having, like, that whole loot box stuff, the whole gambling stuff inside their games, you know, it's like... It's crazy stuff like that, but I'll tell you what was very cool about gaming in 2018 was, like, when you got great games and when you know you're playing a great game, like, say, they delivered on all all fronts. I mean, we're talking about games that uh, we knew that were going to be hits. We knew, honestly, from games that were announced in 2018 that were going to be released in that year, if, we, if it was, like, say of the big titles and stuff like what was coming from Rockstar, Sony, Santa Monica, we knew we were gonna get quality games. So God of War, Red Dead Redemption, like freaking Spider Man, we saw so much of Spider Man leading up to this year that we knew this was gonna be a good game. We just wanted to play the damn game. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, an overall grade for 2018 in gaming, I would give it like a B minus. There were definitely some great game releases. I mean, there were plenty of disappointments and various surprises but in and of itself it was not as strong as 2017 which hell 2017 was an anomaly that happens maybe like once every decade you know like how 2007 happened like how freaking 97 happened in terms of like game quality genre defining games being released all at once like in the mid cusp of the whole like a prime of a generation that's what basically what it was last year all these major games being released in their prime of the console lifespan of the ps4 the xbox one and even like the chugging in the early beginnings of the switch that now we're starting to see even more kind of high quality stuff coming onto the switch and who knows what the hell's going to happen for 2019 i mean it looks like it's going to be I would feel 2019 is going to shape itself up quality-wise in games maybe a little bit higher than what 2018, but there probably going to still be some, like, uh, little quirks here and there in terms of uh, what else may happen <laughs> in terms of news and in terms of, like, what's going to be released because who knows? For all we know, maybe Anthem's probably going to be the most disappointing game of the year. I'm calling it first. Anthem's going to be the most disappointing game Ooh, of the 2019. you are going
0: to do that right now? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope not. I already pre-ordered that game. Uh, but you're, probably, you're probably right.
0: Probably uh, a Mass Effect Andromeda for 2019. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's it's been a, it's been a really good year. I, I, like I said, it's been a kind of a a bit of a rebound year. I think personally from 2017, but yeah, strong year still. Um, yeah. You know, you give it, if you know, Justin give it a nine out of ten, basically an A minus. You give it a B minus. Uh, I think I'm I'm right in the middle there. I think it, it's def it's probably like a B B maybe a B plus. Um, you know, if we're saying that 2017 to me personally as an a plus, then that's where I put it probably B. Um, right. But, but yeah, so great year. Um, but that's going to wrap up, uh, part one of our game of the year shows, uh, for this, uh, I, I guess for us tonight, but for you guys this week, that's our, that's our show. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we do have all, all of our, uh, sites. You can check us out on on our Facebook, junk, Josh Friends podcast, uh, join our group and our facebook page on twitter at pod on twitch.tv slash Chrome gables uh give us a big follow on there uh on uh youtube drunk dash nerds subscribe and give us a big thumbs up leave us a comment please itunes drunk dash podcast subscribe five stars leave us a comment please and then also on spotify uh follow us on there i don't know if you can do reviews but if you can please do one um other than that, I was, your, I was your host for this week. I was Tyler.
1: And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a good night. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And you, hey, Gable. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet.
0: Happy New Year's, everybody.
1: Happy New Year's and see ya.